0: Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. Glad you could join in again tonight. Hey, last week, you know, I talked about... uh, the, the greatest untapped power of all time was is prayer, it really is. We talked about that, and, I, and the title last week was Lord Teach Us to Pray. Tonight, I want to continue along that same line because it's so important that we learn how to pray and, and be in prayer, not just hear about it, hear somebody else pray. You know, it's important that we all learn uh, uh, the pray as, as the disciples did, as, as the uh, people that came before us, and the people in the Bible especially. Uh, how Jesus? We talked about how Jesus spent hours in communion with the Father, and then he went out and preached, and with signs and wonders and miracles following. And it says in Acts 10:38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good. I mean, you know, he went about doing good. When when there's ever a question of if it's God bringing you to trouble or or uh, or the devil, you better know it's the devil. Because God's always doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Why? For God was with him. How many of you know that? This, the disciples, there again, he, they saw these things. They saw him uh, uh, cast out devils. They saw him uh, heal the sick, the lame, the, uh, the blind, the halt, uh, the leper. I mean, all these things they saw. They saw him raised to the dead. You know, Lazarus, I'm sure they were around there when uh, Lazarus was raised from the dead. They saw all of that. But you know what? They never said, teach us how to cast out a devil. They just watched him. They never said, hey, how do you heal the sick? They said what they wanted to know, Lord, teach us to pray, teach us to pray. Because they knew, even though he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, he needed instructions from the Father. How many of you know we still need that today? We've been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And and I'm so happy for that. But we need to have that communion with the Father on a regular daily basis and let the Holy Spirit work in us so we can do with the will of of, of God. Now, the secret to Jesus' success in the ministry was his relationship with his Father. Prayer, listen, prayer is working with God rather than for God. I mean, we you know, God wants us in a partnership, a partnership with him. It's important to know that we're not just uh, uh, servants, but when we get born again, we become sons of the most high God. Now, when I say sons, I'm talking about daughters too, you understand, but we we become a part of what he wants us to do. He, we're his agents here on this earth. Jesus went back to the Father and he said the works that I do, uh, there you shall do also. If you follow after me, you can do these works. This is, this is not uh, just me doing them while I'm here. He it was all God and all man, but he was operating as a man here upon the earth, full of the Holy Ghost and power. So we have to know that, don't we? We have to know. Praying is the expression of man's relationship with God and particip- participation in his purposes. How many of you know people say, well, I don't know my purpose. You get to know God, You get to know the Father and you'll begin to find your purpose because your purpose is wrapped up in Him. Amen? Amen. Uh, What is that scripture I I think of? Uh, Delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. How does that work? Well, when you delight yourself in Him, you begin to get His heart. And when you got His heart, my friends, your life will change forever, forever. Now, prayer is the involvement of one's whole self, not just part of yourself, with the with the Father with God, Amen. Throughout the Bible, uh, we find writers inspired by the uh, and admonished us to pray. You know they were inspired to pray, but they admonish us to pray. And over in uh, Psalm fifty-five seventeen, the psalmist says this: "Evening and morning and noot, noon, noon I will pray." What's that mean? He's constantly praying. Luke eighteen one, you know, Jesus said this: Men ought always to pray and not faint or lose heart. I mean, you know, it's easy to faint and lose heart when things go on in your life that are, that this world is bringing against us. We just lost—I shouldn't say lost because that's not true. We we know where they're at. We lost some dear friends this last year and a half, and and, and I say lost, but we we know they're in heaven. We know that someday. Those of us that know the Lord, and I pray that you do, if you're on this broadcast tonight, you know the Lord. We'll be with Him someday. But you know what? That's, that's heartache here on this earth. It's, it's hard to, uh, and sorrowful things happen. But you know what? We can, we can pray and not lose heart or faint. That's important. Then over in First Thessalonians 5:17, 5, 5, Paul says, Pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? Well, you think about all kinds of things throughout the day. We can certainly pray. One of the best ways to pray is pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray with tongues. Amen? Amen. It's important that we do that. Listen, building ourselves up in our most holy faith, it says in Jude, praying in the Holy Spirit. So we build ourselves up, what? Build ourselves up to live for God, to stand when all things come against us. We can stand because we're building ourselves up in his holy faith, amen? Building ourselves up in that, our holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, amen? So we need to know those things. Paul also said to Timothy in, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse eight, Paul said that his desire was that men pray everywhere. It wasn't just a few people. You know, that, that, that's a misnomer in the in religious world. Well, we got the preachers, we got, uh, we got the priests, and we got these people, and the, their hierarchy, and, and they're the ones that pray, and they're the one. You know what? Uh, in, in a lot of circles, it's, uh, you'll hear something like, well, we got a good little preacher. He goes and prays at the hospital, and he has messages, and he does all that. We don't have to do anything. Well, that's a that's a total misnomer. That's a lie of the devil. We're all supposed to do that. You know that? <laughs> I, I just thought about uh, uh, many, many times that uh, that I've been to the hospital or have been prayed with somebody. But you know what? There are other people. Everybody can do that. Everyone is born again, filled with His Spirit, can go forth and do what He said to do: lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, do all those things. But you can't do them without prayer. Why is it we want to pray? Well, when Jesus prayed, I believe he was led then by the Holy Spirit to do to the exact place that the Father wanted him to go, and I believe it's the same way with us. What would you have me to do today, Lord? What would you have me to? Who would you have me to pray for? What can I do? What opportunities are out there for me today? So, where to pray? Men are always to pray, everywhere they should pray. Now, throughout history of the Bible, men prayed. Now, one thing about uh, paramount thing in prayer. What should it be? Must be sincere. Now, when I say sincere, it must uh, you must have heart. Pray with all your heart, amen, for things. Well, I, I'll pray for myself. No, we're to pray for others. Pray one for another, it says. Carry one another's burdens. What's that mean? Cast off the burdens. Help them cast them off. It must be unselfish. How many of you know there's many people that, uh, that pray for themselves, and that's all? Or their, or maybe their their family, if they got whoever that might be, that little group of people. Uh, but that's a selfish prayer. But we ought to be able to pray for everyone. Pray for everyone. Must be in faith. I many of you know that's important. Got to pray in faith, and must be in line with God's will and word. Amen. That's the most important thing. That's why it's important sometimes to learn this word. It's more important to learn this word and to get in this word. And when you, when you have something you need to pray about, the Holy Spirit will lead you to certain places to pray for people and pray for things, amen? So, but you'll do it by his word. Now, Abraham prayed on Mount Moriah while his son faced death. Moses interceded for Israel. Now, there's is just a few. David was a great prayer warrior, Isaiah was a prayer, Hannah, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the prophets. Hey, everyone we read about were people that prayed, amen? Now in the New Testament, we find uh, Peter, Paul, the disciples, but especially Jesus. That's where they learned to pray, wasn't it? And you know what, that was carried on down. I've told this before, many times before, Uh, at the old building, we had the old uh, park building out at, it used to be the high school building out at Ogden, when we held services out there And on a Tuesday night, I believe it was still, I think it was Tuesday night, but we had prayer meeting, because we didn't have a Wednesday night service in those days, and uh, we'd have a big classroom up there, there'd be 40, 50, 60 people at a time. Now, I hope I'm not exaggerating too much, but there was a whole lot of people in those rooms. And, and uh, Pastor Larry and Pam and uh, would give a little teaching on prayer and then we'd pray well, you know what? I, I remember a couple of guys that would come and always have these big, booming prayers, and I'd be sort of intimidated. But you know I I did catch on to a lot of things because a lot of things are caught more than taught. Get around people that know how to pray. Get around people that pray in faith. Get around people that know the Scriptures and can pray according to the Scriptures and according to the will of God. Then it will begin to rub off on you. That's what we should do. We should... If we want to be mentors and example for somebody, let's learn something from somebody. We all need mentors. We all need people we can follow. Amen? Amen. But it's, it's important to know that. But let's turn to a passage. I want to read a passage tonight about the importance of prayer. And And uh, it's over, you find it over in Mark 9, verse 14, we'll start with. And it's about a boy is healed. And when he came to the disciples, he said... He saw a great multitude around them and scribes uh, disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to, to him, greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who was a, has a mute spirit. And whatever wherever, uh, wherever it seized him, it threw that throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. Wow. Couldn't cast it out. Well, he'd already given power and authority over all the enemy, but they couldn't cast it out. But he, he answered and said to them, O faithless generation. You, you know that scripture, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you shall say unto the mountain. <laughs> well, they, obviously they didn't at that time. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then he brought him to him, and when he, he saw him, immediately, say immediately, this is how Jesus operated, the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has he been happening to him? And he said, from a childhood. That boy had been oppressed by the devil all his life, from a childhood. And often as he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything. Now that's the question today. We ask God can you do anything? He's doing it all the same he has done it before. Jesus the same yesterday, today and forever. What he's done on when he was here on this earth he's still doing today. Amen. Amen. Can you do anything? But if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said, if you can believe, there's a statement, all things are possible to him who believes. Do you believe tonight? Whatever you're going through tonight, begin to believe what God says. Begin to believe the scriptures, amen? Amen. If you need a miracle, begin to believe for a miracle. Stand on the word of God, that God who went about, Jesus who went about healing all that were oppressed, doing miracles, signs, and wonders, amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Sometimes we need to say that for ourselves, going through things. We believe the scriptures, but sometimes we have that doubt and unbelief in there. We need to say, help my unbelief, Lord. Help me to get through this and and get over into that believing side full. Amen. When Jesus saw the people come running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, death and dumb spirit i command you come out of him and enter him no more amen now i like what jesus does i assume he he did raise his voice a little bit i'm sure but he didn't he didn't converse with that spirit he just commanded it to come out and to go and that's the way we can do that come out in jesus name now it goes on to say, Then the Spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead. So that many said, He is dead. And But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? Well, that's a question. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Amen. Talked to people, spoke over people, and, and still the people st- went through the same problems. Well, we know one thing: if they had, the spirit goes out, with, you're spo- and swept and is swept and garnished. You're supposed to fill it with the word. Now, listen: if somebody gets delivered, they, you need to get them in the word and get them teaching, the, knowing the word, because th- those de- demons will come back. It says sevenfold, and, and, and so we got to know that. But he said to them, "This kind." Can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting, nothing but prayer and fasting. Well, he said, these are his disciples they're hanging with him and 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 you know they're seeing him do all these things and and he they couldn't do it. I'm sure they they yelled, maybe yelled at the boy, maybe did all kinds of things that they thought they had heard, but they hadn't been spending the time. I believe right here i'm not I'm not sure about all this, but I believe part of it is that they, this prayer and fasting, he says, could it be that they're so immature, the disciples were not at a place where they could, uh, this, these demons were so strong that they could not deal with them? Was it, uh, were they not close enough to God? Were they not living close enough to God? How many of you know you can say you are, you can come in on a Sunday morning or at other times we're having church and act the part? How many of you know we can act the part? We can fake it sometimes, but that doesn't mean we're close to God where we can cast out a devil. We got to know him. Or maybe not praying and fasting enough means I'm not seeking him enough. Draw near to me, he says, and I'll draw near to you. In other words, we got to be close to him. We got to know the heart of the Father. We have to have power infused in us. We're not seeking him enough. Seek me at all times, you know, he's a rewarder. I believe when he says he's a rewarder of those that seek him, it's not only with uh, some reward we can't, you know, uh, think of. Oh, he'll give me this. He'll give me that. No, he'll give us his presence. When in his presence, is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. More, but it's also the power of the Holy Spirit to do the very thing they couldn't do there, and not putting uh, putting him before other things. How I many of you know we can do that? Jesus, as you remember, we talked about it last week, he stole away every morning, it seemed like every morning, it was mostly every morning, to early in the morning to pray. Why? Because he had to line his day up with what the will of the Father was. So we have to know those things. But there we're fighting, and listen, when we're fighting the powers of darkness, we have to know we're in a position that our authority has some backing to it. We can't just go throwing it out there you know, anybody can wear a badge and, and and wear the uniform of a policeman, and really not know their authority. But if you know your authority and you have something backing it up, the state or the the federal government or whatever, as you you can you can put forth that authority and and it will bring good results. Amen, amen. Now, it, it tells us that we're fighting a spiritual battle. I want to go over to here, Ephesians chapter. Uh, six. Pastor Scott's been teaching on this. He will, he'll probably be back in the pulpit after the, the childs are here next Sunday. So don't miss that. If you can't be here, make sure you down uh, uh, live stream or download it later. But here we go. Paul's talking about we're, we're in a spiritual battle. Do you think that's changed anything since Paul and, and those apostles and disciples have gone on? No, not a bit. If anything, it's ramped up. It's ramped up. The world is populated with, uh, oh, well, let's put it this way a lot more people, a lot more things going on, but there's still problems today. But he says this, because this has to do with prayer today. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And the wiles of the devil. In other words, everything he can throw at you amen for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places therefore take up the whole armor of god now he's he's telling us we're soldiers in the army we got to be we got to be armed amen that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand Stand, therefore, having girded with your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now he's saying, arm yourself. Get on your armament. Put on your armament. Get ready. There's a battle going on. There's a battle going on for the souls of men and women. Here, there's a fight. There's a heaven and there's a hell. And when God wants more, as many people as he can to get into heaven. He's provided for everybody, but everybody isn't going. That's his will, that everybody would, but everybody isn't. But the devil is trying to get as many people to go with him into hell as he can. And now we're fighting this fight. So Paul's saying, arm yourself. It'd be like it'd be like you're in the army, which we are, the army of the Lord. But it'd be like you're in the natural army here in the United States. And they say, okay, we'll send you to battle, but we're not going to give you any weapons. We're not going to give you any protection. We're not going to give you anything you can fight with. No, God's saying, that, w- w- you, that wouldn't be a very good army. I can tell you that right now. Isn't that true? I mean, I, I, I know Pastor Scott likes these... Uh, Avenger movies and, and and Iron Man and all that, but we don't have that kind of stuff we have we have to we have spiritual weapons the, the true believer has spiritual. That's what he's talking about arm yourself with these things the Word of God So then he goes on to say this is what he goes on to say now now that you're armed Now that you got your armorment on he says praying Always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit What's he saying? I, 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 I got my armor, I don't need to pray. No, I, you need to pray now more than ever. Your armor, you put that on and you're ready, getting ready for battle. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen? And for me, that utterance may be given to me and I may open my mouth boldly to make known the, the mystery of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Sounds like like something we read over in Acts chapter 4 when they prayed. (laughs) Paul's saying, pray for me that I might speak boldly. What did they say in Acts chapter 4? That we might open our mouth and speak the word of God boldly. Amen? That's that's a continual prayer. Now, prayer is a spiritual warfare. It is the supernatural provision of, of, of the Christian soldier, a constant spirit of prayer. Listen to this. The soldier enters the conflict fully dressed in arm, but something else is essential, great confidence and assurance and courage, such that it comes from a spirit of prayer. He must pray, always pray. That's, the soldier is, uh, listen, the soldier is not or is not always praying, is not assured of God's protection. The Christian soldier must pray at all times to maintain the constant unbroken consciences of God's presence and care. Such infusion, uh, Infuses the needed assurance, confidence, and courage. He must pray in the spirit. Hallelujah! It says with all manner of prayer, praying in the spirit, in the Holy Spirit—that is, the one that lives on the inside of us. Here's what Romans eight twenty-six says and twenty-seven. Paul had said this before. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we ought to pray, but the Spirit itself makes intercession with us, with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he searches the hearts and knows that what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. We must be sleepless in prayer. How many of you know uh, the enemy can uh, approach and get uh, across the enemy into your territory if you're asleep? We must be alert. The Christian soldier must concentrate and persevere in prayer. He must go to the point of being sleepless in prayer, sometimes so intensely involved in prayer that he actually goes without sleep in order to pray. Here's what matthew twenty six forty one says Jesus says, "Watch and pray that you may enter it, not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen, sleepless in prayer you must be pray, pray unselfishly. We talked about that just a little bit before a while ago. He says in Ephesians 1, 15 and 16, it says this, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, not cease not to get, give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Paul was praying for his, his, uh, his uh, followers and, and the people that were following Christ in that church in Ephesus. And we are to pray too. Here's another one, he, 618. It says, we just read it. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching therefore unto all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We're to pray one for another. We're to be involved with one another. Well, Mike, I don't know how to pray. I just told you, get around people who know how to pray. If you can't, get on, hey, get on, get on the internet and get on YouTube. Find Brother Hagin, find, uh, teaches on prayer and praise. Sometimes you'll find him praying in the Holy Spirit and then prophesying and stuff. So get around people that know how to do that. So what's, as we're winding down here today, tonight I should say, what is the greatest source of untapped power? Prayer, my friends, prayer. Listen, over in Revelation 1.6, it says we've been made kings and priests. What do priests do? Priests, stands in the gap, they pray for others and they pray. They know how to pray. We're, we've been made kings and priests. Our obligation, our responsibility, and our privilege is to be able to pray. But we have to go to the Father, and 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 get His direction, and and we do that by praying. So let's let's be a church that uh, that prays. My Father's house shall be a house of prayer. Let it be so in this church, Living Word Family Church. Amen, amen. Well, let's pray. We have to get off here. Our time's getting short. Father, I thank you that you called us. <laughs> Out of darkness into the light of your dear son, that we might stand in the gap and and be your uh, uh, team of agents here on the earth, but we can't do it without praying. So I ask you to help each one of us to pray, help not only like the disciples said, teach us to pray, but help us to pray also, and show us the way, lead and guide us into truth, show us how to what we what we need to pray about. And I'm so thankful that we have the, the gift of the Holy Spirit that we can pray in tongues and believe you and and seek your face and do the things we need to do that we might see the kingdom spread and, and, and be expanded and people added to it at all times. Here at Living Word Family Church, may we be that house of prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll be blessed and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one,